Okay, are we ready to go? I think so. Hopefully we won't have to do this again because I'm running out of jokes. <laughs> Honestly, same. <laughs> I've just been repeating the same jokes because I don't know what to do with my life. <laughs> same. Um, okay. So, this is Coast to Coast Cryptids. I am Sam. Hey, you got your name right that time. I know, I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> it only took four tries. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Honestly, same. I, I am so proud that I did not call myself Lynn. <laughs> not that I wouldn't want to be you, huh. but... I am Sam. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Lynn. And... We are here to talk to you about spooky shit. Because who doesn't love spooky shit? Am I right? Honestly, it's it's a whole vibe. And it is a vibe that I am with. We are here to bring you ghosts, cryptids, ghouls, and all the like. In our sparkly new podcast. Yeah. And we still... And this what? <laughs> we still haven't said what its name is. Never. 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 You're not allowed to know the name of it. Though obviously, if you actually looked at the title while you were clicking it, you know. So. Brought to you by two self-proclaimed cryptids. Yep. Yes, we are. Oh, we so are. We never leave the house. No. Nah. Yeah. It's overrated. And we're going to try and do this, I think we said bi-weekly? Mm-hmm. Every other week. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and just bring you a new story of either a cryptid or something else that fits along the spooky guidelines of the world. Wait, are we doing the world, or are we just doing the U.S.? That's fair. Are we just doing the U.S.? I don't know. <laughs> um, let's just do the U.S. so we can stick to the coast-to-coast -coast thing. Okay. We can cut that bit out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and we are going to have a to. Yep. Yes, we are. Yep. That's exactly right, Sam. I'm so good at words, it's astounding. <laughs> I swear to God, my two-year-old is better at talking than I am. She's better at talking than the both of us, honestly. Probably. Um, but we are going to bring you a spooky story from across the U.S. every other week. At least we're going to try to. Yeah, hopefully. And... Cause... Go ahead. Because this was supposed to come out last week, and then uh, I fucked everything up because I don't know technology. I wouldn't say 
that's fucking everything up. I, I'd say that's a minor learning curve <laughs> in which we had to record the same episode four times. Uh, but, but we got here, so it's fine. We got this. We got this. If a baby currently watching Hey Bear, and we, we, we got this. Um, but this week, we are bringing you two stories, because they're very, uh, short stories. They don't have a lot of information to give, but they are fun cryptids nonetheless. <laughs> Do you want to go first again? Yeah, sure, I can go first. Okay. Um, so, the one I researched was The Dogman of Michigan. And it is very important to note that the dogman is not a werewolf. Werewolves can change uh, between human and wolf. They are commanded by the moonlight. And the dogman is just always the dogman. Um, there's no transformation happening. He's just a man with a dog's head. Probably kind of hairy, too. What if he's um, just like, uh, um, just a bit deformed in the face and just really hairy? And people are just calling honestly, him Dog Man? Then honestly, I feel so fucking bad for him. Like, he deserves better. He really does. Either way, the Dog Man kind of deserves better. But, um, so the Dog Man was first sighted in 1887 in Wexford County, Michigan, by two lumberjacks that simply described it as a man with a dog's head. That, that's, that's all they really got into, and then um, further accounts of seeing it described the dog man as a seven-foot blue or amber-eyed bipedal canine-like animal with the torso of a man and the head of a dog, and gray or black fur. Those uh, those accounts are pretty consistent, no matter what um, what you're looking at or what you're reading. Um, it's always the same uh, visual account of what people have seen. Um, it's also said that the howl of the dog man is so terrifying it will send literally anyone either to the floor or just running for their life it it immediately pulls out a fight or flight i still think it's uh some kind of hybrid of a werewolf and a banshee at this point honestly that makes so much sense and it just got like the banshee yell and um the banshee inability to transform <laughs> and the werewolf head. <laughs> um, but anyway, he's typically seen in Michigan. There have been a few sightings in other states, uh, typically in the north. Um, um, okay. So, there is one encounter on Steve Cook's website. I will go into further who Steve Cook is uh, a little later but this is probably the most well-written and compelling encounter that I could find. 
This was probably the most uh, well-written and compelling encounter that I could find uh, just written out. And it happened in the summer of 1983. 17-year-old Robert Fortney was fishing on the banks of the Muskegon River near Paris, Michigan, when a pack of what appeared to be feral dogs emerged from the woods. Courtney remained silent, but the sensitive noses of the dog... Oh, sorry. I'm going to start reading the account now. Uh, this is quoted from Steve Cook's website. Courtney remained silent, but the sensitive noses of the dogs quickly picked up his scent. Since he had been small game hunting earlier in the day, Courtney had his loaded rifle nearby. As the dogs approached, they assumed the group posture of a pack on a hunt. Courtney picked up the gun and fired a shot into the air. The dogs cringed and turned to slink back into the forest, all except one, a huge black dog with unusual eyes. Courtney is then quoted as saying, they were blue. What kind of dog has blue eyes? A lot. <laughs> a lot of dogs have blue eyes, sir. <laughs> Honestly, like, I didn't even think of that until you mentioned that in one of our other recordings. I was like, yeah, that's so weird. A blue-eyed dog, that's insane. And then I was like, wait, huskies. <laughs> and I was just silent for the rest of it, just like... But... There yeah. are blue-eyed dogs. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'm not going to say anything, but okay. <laughs> um, so the account goes on to say the big dog and Fortney considered each other for a long moment, less than 10 feet separating them. Fortney fired another shot over the head of the strange dog. Then to Fortney's shock and amazement, the black dog stood up on two legs and cast a glare that sent shivers down his spine. It reared up on its hind legs and stared at me, said Fortney in a phone interview in 1987. You know, honestly, was... same. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, same. I'd do the same thing if some dicks shot at me, too. Just stand up and smile at it? Yeah. Go ahead, shoot Like, me. hey, bruh. Hey, bruh, if you're gonna shoot me, shoot me right. <laughs> Aim a little lower, my friend. <laughs> Fortney uh, concludes his statement <laughs> by saying, it may be that I was just scared, but I swear that dog was smiling at me. Um, but yeah, that's that's just one of the, like, weirdly super specific things about this, uh cryptid like everything about it is weirdly specific and you just kind of have to be like okay go off michigan you do you um so anyway steve cook was a, a disc jockey for wtcm fm and he recorded a song about the cryptid and the dogman gained major popularity in 1987 because of the song that uh, Steve Cook wrote. So the song was sort of a spoken word poetry 
that was backed by a piano originally. The piano is credited to Bob Farley. Um, Cook is quoted as saying the Dogman song right from the beginning was a radio bit, and like most bits, we expected it to come and go. Cook had never seen the Dogman himself and actually recorded the song and aired it as an April Fool's joke for his radio show. I came up with the creature of the Dogman, a half-man, half-dog, and developed it into a poem. It was kind of an amalgamation of all these creatures I'd heard as a kid and heard stories about, and then we started to get calls from people saying, that's no joke, that's a real thing, that actually happened, people have seen this thing, uh, Cook says in an interview. Which is kind of hilarious to me because people heard this song, heard this spoken poetry, because um, spoken poetry was big in the 80s, I guess. <laughs> about a half-dog, half-man that was, like, meant to be an obvious joke. And they're just like, hey, brah, nah, nah, don't play with that. That's not a thing we play with up here. Uh, Steve Cook also sold cassettes of the song for $4 and donated the proceeds from the single to support AC Paw, a no-kill animal rescue program that specializes in animals that have been injured, abused, or neglected. Which is nice. Like, yeah. that, that's, that's awesome, honestly. Over the years, Cook has received more than 100 reports of the creature's existence. Like, just so many people have seen the Dogman or thought they see the Dogman and have just basically called Cook because he is, he's sort of become the legend holder at this point. Which I think is pretty funny. Like, are, are they just trying to... Because, is he still of the opinion that it's not real? I am honestly not sure. Like, I could not find if he genuinely believes in the Dogman or not. Or if he he thinks, like, this is an elaborate hoax that he took way too far. And just kind of has to live with it now. <laughs> because, like, even now he he hosts a website and a Facebook page about the dog man of michigan like he he's he's literally the keeper of the legend now um so there are several books movies and tv shows that have the dog man in it just like sprinkled in for a little seasoning but it it's honestly too much to list uh, they they have so there's so much media about the dog man that it is almost laughable that there is so little information on it um in 2007 a film surfaced it was believed to be an old home video that showed a dog man attack the film was later proved to be a hoax curated by cook so there is that come on man that's not cool it's not cool it makes me think that he doesn't actually like think the dog man is real and just wanted to like hype it up again yeah so he continue being the keeper of the legend but there are so many people that truly believe that the dog man is real um 
Cook also added verses to the song in 1997 after hearing a report of an animal break-in by an unknown canine at a cabin in Luther, Michigan. He then re-recorded it again in 2007 with a mandolin backing. So that's nice. Who doesn't Who doesn't love a good mandolin? I hear you giggling. <laughs> I just keep thinking Amanda Lynn. Yep, he he just had someone named Amanda Lynn just in the background, um, like doing vocal exercises or something. Because that's <laughs> definitely what you do in spoken word poetry, right? Yeah. <laughs> um. So that is genuinely all the information I have on the dog man. There is. <laughs> Not much more than that. Like, I looked through news sites, I looked through the Wikipedia page, the, uh, every, everything I could find on him was basically just, yeah, here's, here's the information, this is all we got. Um, so it's pretty nebulous as if the Dogman is real or not, although, if you ask the people of Michigan and the surrounding areas, it's a resounding, a fucking course. And, while it's no one actually knows. I I feel that I can say with absolute certainty that there is something that just wanders around in the woods of Michigan. And that is the Dogman of Michigan. Woo! Woohoo! Nailed yeah, it. No, like, I, am, I am all about him donating the money to a no-kill shelter. Yeah, that was a pretty that cool is. thing for him to do. And then he decided to be a dick. Yeah, you know, and I mean made a hoax video okay but like honestly so many people have made hoax videos about cryptids i don't i i I'm, only want to hold him against it i'm just tired of bit. hoax videos that is fair there are so many hoax videos like i'll give him credit because like good fucking job getting people believing in that like thinking it's legit mm-hmm but, like, I want some actual proof. I don't want some asshole's lies. I'm just tired of people lying, I guess. I don't know. I get it. I get it. Cryptids are a really hard thing to, like, get people to just, like, believe in. Unless you already have that, like, belief system built into you, mm -hmm. I guess. Like, it's a lucky number, man. It's super specific, though. Maybe it's how he has, like, a really, really long hibernation cycle. Is it, is it like, uh, cicadas? Is the dogman cicadas? Oh my god, is the dogman cicadas? <laughs> it's just a mass of cicadas pretending to be a dogman. Solved it, guys. We solved it. That is... Like, just a, a, a huge group of cicadas coming together to take the form of the dog man. <laughs> <laughs> it, would it would explain the black, dark fur. And the blue eyes. Who knows? Do cicadas have blue eyes? I mean, I guess the light could be shining off the shells of two of them in a particularly menacing way. 
a particularly menacing way. <laughs> you know what? Fair enough. Fucking, fucking fair enough, I guess. <laughs> I'm doing my best, Sam. The dog man is cicadas. The dog man is not cicadas. <laughs> Send us. <laughs> Send us your thoughts. I have been wrong about weirder things, so maybe. (laughs) I I really hope it's not just a mass of cicadas. Beetles are, uh, they make me uncomfy. Honestly, I feel like that would be more terrifying. It would be! Having a dog man, just a mound, a gigantic seven foot mound of cicadas. Was just a hive mind? No. No. That, like. Yeah, I feel like that is. Thank you for involving that in my nightmares. (laughs) You're welcome. I'm not gonna be sleeping tonight either. Now all I'm gonna think about is just a seven-foot dog-man-cicada hybrid. No. And I am not okay. No. I have regrets. (laughs) I have so many regrets. Well, you have to live with them because you're Uh. the one that brought it up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I need a bath now. (laughs) Does explain the seven thing, though. I guess. What have I done? I don't know, man. What have you done? Not not the Lord's work, that's for damn sure. Uh, I never do the Lord's work. When, When have I... In the years that you've known me, when have I ever done the Lord's work? You know what? That's entirely fair and accurate. <laughs> okay. So, you ready? Now that you're, you've sufficiently given me nightmare fuel. Time to hear about a sad pig. A sad, ugly pig. Love me a sad, ugly pig. <laughs> okay. So, I'm going to tell you about the squonk, or Lacryma corpus dissolvens. 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 Lacryma corpus dissolvens, which is the scientific name to it given by uh, William T. Cox, the, uh, the writer of Fearsome Creatures of the Lumberwoods with a Few Desert and Mountain Beasts. Circa 1910. Um, 1910. 1910. Uh, his book is the first earliest... Wait, no. The first earliest. What? That's not even what it says. It's the earliest written account of a squonk. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Okay. I got this. It's 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 a book on lumberjack mythology, and then that was reprinted into Book of Imaginary Beings by Jorge Luis Borges in 1920. 
1969. Uh, the Squonk was also written about in Fearsome Critters in 1939 by Henry T. Tryon. The Squonk is... Cr- God damn it. <laughs> it's P.A.'s saddest cryptid. I think that's me. <laughs> Honestly, I'm feeling that right now, too. Maybe we should get your two-year-old to read this instead, because she'll do a better job. She can't- she thinks she can read. Um... I also think I can read, but obviously not. Unfortunately, normally when she reads, it just comes out blah blah blah, blah-da-blah, goobadoo, babadoo. Yeah. 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 So, you know, pretty much about par with you right now. Yep. Reports of squonk started in the late 19th century at the peak of PA's timber timber industry. They are found in northern PA in the Hemlocks, and they have a hunting season, which is October 1st to the start of firearm season for deer and bear. There's one squonk per year per hunter, and it must be tagged and reported to the State Game Commission. Nailed it. Honestly, (laughs) you did. That was a great job. Thank you. Honestly, that just kills me. That there's a hunting like, season for it? There is, there is a hunting season for the squonk. What do you expect from PA? No, what kills me more is that we don't get off school for it. Because we get off school for deer and bear season. But what? we Like, everyone gets off school for the first first day of deer and bear season. But you don't get off school for the squonk season? That seems like exactly something PA would do, and it's oh, that, oh, they would. That is what they confused. would. They fucking would. Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, and the fact that it has to be reported. Ah, yes, you shot a mythical beast that dissolved into a pile water? of tears. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, report it, man. Tag it and report it. Tag the puddle. How would you do that? Would you just like I don't know. I have no idea. To be fair, Take I don't know. Yourself next to the puddle and be like, "Got me a squonk." <laughs> what up, bitches? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, I don't know how tagging and hunting works, despite most of my family going hunting. Fair enough. Honestly, me neither. I have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah. You'd think that uh, we'd pick shit up after living in the ass end of nowhere, but no. No, all I figured out is that I hate the ass end of nowhere. Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, the squonk. This bitch is ugly and it cries about it. Quote from my notes. <laughs> A beautiful note. Yes. From what I've seen in all the pictures, it just looks like a really fucking wrinkly Sharpay. Um, it's pig-like. It has loose, ill-fitting skin. It's covered with warts, moles, and other blemishes. And it's got webbed toes only on its left feet. 
2015 reprinting of Fearsome Creatures added that it has cauliflowered ears covered in wax and hair, uh, crooked yellow tusks, roomy eyes that weep constant tears. It's always unhappy. It's so depressing. Also, I am still caught up on what it means by bubbles. I I still think it's like a water displacement. That makes so much more sense than what I first said of uh, fizzy cryptid juice. No. If you say something cursed, I must say something cursed. (laughs) Fair. Yours was the the cicada cicada dog man. man. Mine is a fizzy cryptid juice. Gross. I'm standing by that. Gross. It's still gross. It still gives me a gross image. I, I that is fair. I think it should. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, down to environment. According to fearsome creatures, the squonk is found in the northern hemlocks and the Poconos. Uh, it suggested that due to the booming timber industry and moving log camps. It migrated from deserts that had abundant vegetation to swamps before settling into PA. Uh, A quote I have is, History shows beyond dispute that as these areas gradually changed to swampy, lake-dotted country, the squonk was forced to take to the water. Of distinctly low mentality, it traveled constantly around the unaccustomed marshes in search of fodder. With time, it developed webbing between its toes, but only on the submerged left feet. Hence, on entering the water, it could only swim in circles and never got back to the shore. Which just adds to the depressingness of this poor, ugly pig. It's just stuck in the middle of a lake, turning left forever. (laughs) He's just in Pressed lake race car. It's like uh, that the sad acne cartoon. Oh my god, it is. <laughs> They're only rowing on the left side. Turn! Turn! I am turning! I'm <laughs> turning forever! really is just such a depressing creature like honestly if I was this much of a mess I would also dissolve into a puddle of water anytime someone saw me (laughs) yeah I don't I don't want them seeing all of this okay so we're into the sightings and the stories I only have two one is from um, William Cox's book, and the other is from WordPress. Uh, the WordPress one, I highly doubt it's a squonk. So, um, the most known story is John Paul J.P. Wentling, comically found to be the arch nemesis of Hal Johnson according to cryptids.fandom.com, which has nothing to do with this story at all. I just thought it was funny, so I added it. Who doesn't love a good arch nemesis? I wish I had an arch nemesis. 
I have two. Do you want one? No. They're both very small and just punch me in the face all the time. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. Mm, I don't. Thanks. I don't. I don't want to be arch nemesis. Nemesis with toddlers. One's an infant, so. I feel my life would be a little bit sadder. Then you would be the squonk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the quote from the book, Mr. J.P. Wintling, formerly of Pennsylvania, but now at St. Anthony Park, Minnesota, had a disappointing experience with a squonk near Mon Alto. Though, in, like, one other site, it said Cedar Run, hiking toward Letonia, which is, like, as far away as you can get from Mon Alto as you can. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know where they're going with that. Um, he made a clever capture by mimicking the squonk and inducing it in, inducing it to hop into the, a sack in which he was carrying it home. When suddenly, the burden, light, the burden lightened and weeping ceased. Wintling unslung the sack and looked in. There was nothing but tears and bubbles. That's it. so disappointing. <laughs> I mean, how far did he hike before he realized there was no more squonk? Like, a part of me hopes he was, like, halfway home, at least. (laughs) He got all the way home. All the way home, like, at the doorstep, and then suddenly the bag is just so light, and you look in it, and it's just a bag of water. (laughs) That'd be That you probably should not drink. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh no, what if he did drink it? <laughs> if you drink squonk water, you turn into a squonk. Confirmed. Hmm. I bet it tastes like uh, those novelty sodas you get in Gettysburg. The ones that taste like grass. Oh my god. <laughs> I still don't know why you bought that. I didn't buy that. I didn't buy that. Uh, I saw it on a YouTube channel. <laughs> Oh, yep. Um, the one I bought was uh, Black Cherry something, but it was labeled uh, Vampire Blood or something. Oh, no, I bought one that was labeled Dirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't get the Hot Wings it. one. No, I have taste. Thank you. Or ranch. I have some class to me. I was obviously going to drink dirt over ranch. <laughs> Choices were made, but were they good? No, they were so bad. <laughs> It tasted like dirt. Like, it did not lie. I don't know why I thought it would, but... <laughs> Apparently the grass one tastes like grass, too. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, fizzy cryptid juice. Yeah, fizzy cryptid juice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I got you to say it. from wordpress is river 
is from River Top Brick. God damn it. <laughs> from the account River Top Rambles. Nailed it. Uh, they were fishing at Cedar Run in October and they heard crying that they mistook for water at first. They saw what looked like a fat gray bird about the size of a chicken crying uncontrollably and stumbling into the grass out of view. Like, what if they actually did see a chicken and it was just making weird-ass noises? Yeah, because, I mean, a lot of the times uh, farmers in PA <clears throat> do just let their chickens wander around. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they'll leave the, the farm or wherever they're at, the yard. You'll never see them again. Guaranteed. You'll never see that chicken again. Sometimes see it again. Sometimes it wanders back if it wasn't, you know, like eaten. What are the chances, though? They're, oh, they're very low. Like, we got foxes and cats and uh, literally anything else you can think of. Coyotes. That chicken's a done. A random person with a gun. A random person with a gun, yeah. Um, and so uh, this person did the thing you normally shouldn't do, and they walked after it. Though, I suppose if it's a squonk, you're probably pretty safe. Uh, yeah, like, I wouldn't follow the dog man, but, like, mm, I don't think the squonk is going to attack you. Fair. Fair. Uh, the crying stopped, and they saw a long-ass snake instead. Uh, it was about 20 to 25 feet. Quote, the huge snake slithered toward me with the tail-first serpentine motion that took me a couple seconds to recognize as one of the best hallucinations I've had in years. Uh, it's a fucking wild <laughs> statement. So did they actually see a squonk or were they just hallucinating? What had likely been my first genuine sighting of a squonk was now a long vine tethered to the alders. The squonk had done more than simply dissolve into a pool of tears. It had morphed into a great rope of tightly bound leaves and grass swaying like an anaconda. So it went from chicken to a snake. A grass snake. Yeah. Which um doesn't sound very... Squonk-like? Uh, Squonk-like if you're asking my professional opinion <laughs> we have degrees in cryptology we don't cryptozoology we don't I, 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 I never <laughs> finished college i never went which you can obviously <laughs> tell by me saying cryptology instead of cryptozoology no it's definitely cryptology i back you <laughs> thanks man <laughs> So, uh, the squonk shows up in a lot of songs. It's in a play and something else great that I'll get to in a minute. In Genesis's album, A Trick of the Tale from 1976, there's a track called Squonk, and it recounts the legend of a hunter who captured a squonk, and the creature is described as having a retiring disposition. Fun fact, it is the first album, hold on, hold on, uh, 
What is his name? I'll never remember his name. Phil Collins? Phil Collins, yes. It's the first album Phil Collins did with Genesis. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> I remember because I, I remember thinking that that is wild. Really? Yeah. Why does Phil Collins know about the squonk? Why doesn't Phil Collins know about the squonk? Why wouldn't he? That is just as valid a question as mine was. Uh, Steely Dan, their album Pretzel Logic from 1974, uh, had a song called Any Major Dude Will Tell You, and it references the legend of the squonk and compares its tears to the narrator's. And then the play by Daniel Caffrey. It was called Gregor and the Squonk, and it's loosely based on Wintling's Tale. It was written for a short play festival at FSU and later mounted at Bailiwick Repertory Theater by the Timpanic Theater Company in the fall of 08. And then my favorite thing is there's a performing arts <laughs> there's a performing arts troupe called Squonk Opera and I definitely recommend looking at their uh, their website if you're bored and need something to do because it is interesting. Also they have merch. Ah oh, they yeah. have merch? They have merch. Good for Squonk Opera. I know. They're out there living their best life, and it looks like they're going to be doing things in the next year. So good oh, for them. Oh, that's great. They're getting back at it. Yeah. Post-pandemic shit, man. Well, kind of. I'm, I'm proud of them. I'm proud of Squonk Opera. Yeah. So uh, that's all I got. Two very short uh, cryptid stories for everyone because sometimes you just need a good cryptid story to to hold you over yeah if that's what we're doing <laughs> I don't know man do we do we ever know what we're doing oh no absolutely not yeah. I basically just run at everything head first and fix shit later. Uh, I work on the system of avoidance. Healthy. Fair enough. <laughs> We're completely healthy. People don't read into it. It's all yeah, lies. Uh, it's all lies. We are totally functioning healthy people. Don't yep. worry about us. Yeah completely fine 100 percent nine percent of the time <laughs> but, um yeah that was our stories um hope you the enjoyed couple... them we do we hope you enjoyed them in the next couple of weeks we'll have another story for you it will hopefully be a longer one. It'll probably be one that'll take up uh, the full episode. Uh, it probably will. The one I, I've i just finished is like twice as... Twi God, motherfucker. 
twice the length of my squonk notes. And the one you're doing is definitely longer than Dogman. So long. A million websites, a million pages. (laughs) And a festival. And a festival, which is just primo. Yeah. I wish, uh, I wish I went to it before I moved out here. Honestly, like, tempted to pack up my kids and be like, we going, we going on a trip. (laughs) (laughs) You're just gonna have to deal with a car ride. (laughs) It's not that far from you, is it? Like, an hour, hour and a half? like baby backs two hours yeah but like yeah those were our stories those are our hints for our next episodes <laughs> they're not very good hints but there you go i mean more hints uh, on your side than on my side yeah definitely um but yeah thank you for listening to our weird little ramblings about cryptids and we will see you guys in a couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, follow us on social media, I guess. Yeah, we do. Ha- we have social medias. I made us um, a, a Tumblr and a Twitter. And you made a Facebook are, page. Face- I did make a Facebook. I made a Facebook page. Um, but I did. I made us a Facebook page. It is uh, Coast to Coast Cryptids at Facebook. Um, the Tumblr and the Twitter, I'm assuming, are the same. Coast to Coast Cryptids with uh, the number two because we bougie. Also, I wanted to stylize a uh, lake monster as the two, but uh, <laughs> I'm failing at things. So, um, yeah. We will figure out how to do that when we figure out graphic design. Yeah. I took a class in middle school, like, ten years ago. I don't remember shit. Dude, I think middle school was longer than ten years ago. Um. Yes, it was. (laughs) Fifteen. Fifteen years ago. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) I don't know how old I am. Let's see, 27, 17. I, yeah. <laughs> you were not 17 in middle school. And if you were, uh, that is a sad existence. Uh, 12, yeah, 15 years. <laughs> That's how I math guys. <laughs> okay, uh, the Twitter is C2CC Podcast. C2CC Podcast for Twitter. Uh, uh, Coast to Coast Cryptids for Tumblr. Yep. And Coast to Coast Cryptids for Facebook. We are still like, I'm still building the Facebook page because Facebook pages are needlessly complicated. Yeah, I don't know what to do with it, man. <laughs> But um, you can follow it, and if you follow it, I will love you forever. And we will post updates and just 
pictures that we can find of the cryptids we have covered, uh, along with uh, the airing of our episodes. Yep. Hopefully it won't be too long until this is out. I gotta figure out how to edit. Good luck, me. We are figuring this out as we go. As we do with all things. Yes, because uh, planning forward is fake. Planning forward, don't know her. Don't know her? I should probably call her, though. <laughs> yep. Probably won't, though. Nah, probably not. Nah. Alright, so... I am Sam. And I'm Lynn. I think. And this has been... Coast to Coast Cryptids. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>